We are here today with Jordan Cisna, Sarge, David Hall. Yeah, that's right. I, Absolutely. I, I, I forget. No one ever calls me that at work. Though, I so. know. David is called Sarge when he's in trouble, or Sarge is called David when he's in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Um, You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's a cuss jar for a reason. Yeah, right. So welcome to the show. We are here to talk about you guys and what you're what you're doing. Um, it seems like you have some cool subject matter to talk about. So just as background, you're both in project management, um, technical project management. You're not moving forward supply chains and things like that, right? No, no thank for, you. Yeah, no thank you. No. Yeah. So if you could just go ahead and give us a little introduction, each of you. Yeah, so Jordan Cisna, um, I have been in project management for as long as I can remember, um, specifically in the software development space, um, in private industries and government contracts, um, helping really build uh, project management offices. We'll talk a little bit more about what that is um, and responsible for ensuring that that message is really being spread across about what PMOs are and what they're not mm-hmm. um, and how we can use and leverage those in any industry, regardless if it's Web3 or government or heck, even you know, supply chain, supply chain <laughs> management. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, have a degree in finance. Actually, I was going to be a financial anal- analyst for a long, long time. That was my goal in life was to be a financial analyst and a baseball scout. How did you end up here? So, yeah, I got a master's degree, ended up getting an MBA from Weber State University um, with an emphasis in cybersecurity, actually, in IT management, and um, realized that tech is where it is at. Finance is great. I love finances. I love numbers. I love Excel. Right. Uh, the world does run on Excel. Yes, it does. Don't let me tell you different. <laughs> um, but the, the need for innovation in software and, and folks who can understand financial information, software, People skills, uh, so that's why I think it's really huge in what I do and why I chose the career within my education and, and ultimately leading me here into blockchain land. Right. Yeah. No, I actually see I see posts online um, in Reddit people talking like career guidance and especially software, yeah. and people going into anything. If you're not an engineer, usually it's well then get a a degree in math accounting or finance Mm -hmm. like you'll do just fine Mm -hmm. just just so long as you understand what a business is up to you know then you can yeah you've got to understand the bottom line you need to understand and and that's what's great about what i've been able to do and understand with my education and experience is financial business analytics mba all all the, the 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 key points in a business that needs to run and then being here uh being with it nerd right and yeah putting those pieces together. Yeah, that makes sense. How about you, Sarge? How'd you get here? Uh, uh, Dave Hall. Uh, yeah, they call me Sarge. Um, mine's a little longer road than, than Jordan's, I guess. Um, I've been doing project management since we were using typewriters. You may want to Google that. I'm not sure <laughs> if you know. Can yeah, we get, can we get an image is, up right? of those for, yeah, the, yeah. for the viewers? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I spent, I spent a little over 20 years in the Air Force. Um, the, the two best things about what I did in the Air Force was the people I got to work with and running the projects I got to do. I was always a special projects kind of guy, you know, with wherever I went kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I got out of the, retired from the, the Air Force about a decade ago now, I guess. And you either do two, you want you do one of two things. You grow a beard and 
go live on the beach. Yeah. Right. <laughs> check, but not check. Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just go get a job. And then I just couldn't not grow and learn new right. things. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. All right. So when I got a PMP, project management, uh, professional certification, um, got an MBA, uh, I now know what ROI stands for. Nice. So nice. I tell him all the, you yeah. know, all the financial stuff. You get all you know, the acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Translate yeah. for them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I hopped around. I took project management very seriously a few years ago and, uh, met a few people who met a few people. Then all of a sudden this guy over here is calling me right. like, Hey, we got a, we got a job. Yeah. Come on over. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. So you two work together in the PMO. Uh, should we talk about the PMO since I'm throwing out <coughs> more acronyms? Sure. Yeah. PMO, what does it stand for? It stands for, I have nothing off the top of my head that's like catchy. <laughs> I was, we need to figure something <laughs> out though. That'd be awesome. Like professionally yeah. managed <laughs> orangutans. Uh, no, no, no. So project <laughs> management yeah. offices, right? They're, PMOs are phenomenal. There's different types, right? The three main ones are supportive, directive, and controlling. Um, and that's a very traditional way of looking at PMOs, and we're not traditional. Um, Sarge right. and I are not traditional in how we look at how projects should be managed. Uh, we like to call our, you know, the project management more disruptive project management offices or agile project management offices, because uh, there's a lot of, again, very traditional ways of doing project management, waterfall, that is, is good in certain industries um, that can leverage certain aspects of agile and be disruptive, and we believe that the PMO, PMOs in general need to take on a different approach to uh, software development, especially in Web3, because it's new tech, it's the next frontier. Um, you know, the Agile Manifesto is, is over 20 years old, which is, we love it, we, mm -hmm. we believe in it. Um, but I, I think that there needs to be a, a bridge between the two, between traditional, what has worked, you know, 20, 30 years with Sarge's typewriters, and you know, when he's project <laughs> management and had to rip his project plan up and start over, because yeah. he couldn't delete. Um, and, <laughs> and physically paper. throw physically it away, throw it away <laughs> and you know uh, and what is actually happening in the real world like yeah. uh, this is what I learned in my master's program my MBA is uh, when I loved at Weber State University is we we actually didn't just do book smarts like every course that we took was you had to go to companies and organizations out there and help them understand different aspects of the marketing or entrepreneurship or mm -hmm. finances. And mm -hmm. we feel the same way about project management offices. Like there's Google it, right? There's courses you can take, but nothing prepares you unless you get out in the real world and actually do the work and understand that you could do, you know, the way the book says, and you, you can, you can do some good things, but if you really want to make a mark and make the needle move, you have to be disruptive. You can't just be very transactional. Yeah. Be agile, like and it's sort of like yeah. agile, being yeah. agile and changing. And everyone, you know, the agilist uh, will agree that you know we well, we well, we're being agile. We're doing these things. We're changing up uh, a couple of things. But how can you include in traditional PMOs, risk management, resource management, um, capacity management, uh, uh, project planning into an agile framework? And right. that is mm -hmm. that is where the challenge has been. And we we have been working actually quite closely um, this year with. The Global PMO Alliance, they're a global PMO, right? They, they have global ambassadors all across the globe who are working to uh, showcase what PMOs are, and they are working with the Scrum Alliance, scrumalliance.com, to marry Scrum Agile into PMOs. So this is an issue that's not just something that Sarge and I are working towards 
showing the world what this can be, but it's actually gaining a, a lot of momentum across the globe yeah. on how to leverage those two types of. It seems to be on everybody's mind. It's it's interesting because like here, you know, locally, all the all the tech shops that I've ever worked for here have been agile, you know, on the door. Yeah. But then it's waterfall and sprints. Yeah, right. well, you give it <laughs> right. That's what we do. Every sprint's a little mini waterfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Sarge. I worked with the Air Force for a long time, and we had people who say, "Yeah, I know Agile. I read a book once, or read the cover right. of the book, or right. read the back real quick, <laughs> right. and said, I know what this means.' Yeah. And um, and then you get <laughs> it's it just ironic when you have those individuals who at the door were an Agile shop, but truly don't know what that means because. One of my favorite quotes about agile and project management is being agile means sometimes not being agile and being okay with that. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. there's a lot of lessons that we've had to learn over the years. Like, well, agile teaches us this, but it also makes you can't always be agile and you have to maybe make sense to do some waterfall stuff or some extreme driven development or extreme programming. Like, and you got to be okay not doing agile to be agile. And yeah. That's. Right. Well, that's, that's the, the beauty definition of yeah. being agile, right? That's the definition. Exactly. Yeah. Right? You sometimes need to plant yeah. a foot somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's shift topics real fast, and then we'll real quick, and we'll bring this back. Um, Web three, we we kind of touched on it here. So so to start, how did how did you guys get into the Web three space? You when start? did it start? Start. I, yeah, I can start. Uh, so I, I've been in Web three since. Um, 2000 and something earlier, about 2015, 16. Okay. When this little kid I was working with, uh, he was 20, but yeah. yeah um, no, I get it. <laughs> 20's been little to me yeah. for about a decade and a half now. Uh, but I was working with him out at uh, Dugway Proving Grounds, actually. We were just kind of digging into mud, fixing electronic stuff, you know, at the, the bombing range. And he right. walks in like, hey, there's this Bitcoin thing. Like, Bitcoin? What's what's a Bitcoin thing? So he explains it like <laughs> that's complete crap. What is that? He's like, oh no, it's the future. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So fast forward about four or five years, I'm like, oh man, right. <laughs> that guy was right. Right. And then when when this guy called me, I'm like, you know, I missed the first boat. I'm not missing the next one. Yeah. So yeah. the the opportunity to get into the Web three, the like the wild west, you know of of technology is just fascinating yeah and I, I think web3 and agile just go together you know like peanut butter and jelly yeah, right right like right. agile is all about just making things work the way you need them to work that's yeah. kind of where everyone's at with web3 too right i remember this you guys all the story about the guy who bought pizza with bitcoin i was gonna bring it up <laughs> that and that's that was the first story but see the, the, for me, Still that's the, the first time I ever heard about Bitcoin was when the guy, this guy who bought a Bitcoin, who bought a pizza with a Bitcoin, I wish he didn't, or the guy who threw his server away into a landmine, and, or threw it away and realized he had, his wallet had, yeah. I don't know how much Bitcoin on there, but it was hundreds of millions of dollars oh, worth of Bitcoin. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then the Dogecoin era came around yeah. uh, three or four years ago, and I, I jumped on that bandwagon, and there's something here, and started to do a lot of research and uh, with with crypto and web three and realizing like it's 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 something that you can actually use and at the time there were there were you know hotels and, and airlines accepting cryptocurrencies and like wait a minute this is another form of payment right mm -hmm. and like sarge man like this i missed the boat with the pizza you know i didn't like oh right. this is cool this is like 2014 15 and i, I didn't want to miss the second boat and so um, when I heard about an opportunity to come work for and, and help build PMOs and, and ad, do Agile and, and Web3, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, 
it was, it was no brainer to jump on board. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. On the on the party bus. So on the Web three plus yeah. agile topic. So this has actually been on my mind for a little bit going through you know some of the notes that you sent because like I see a PMO in general as as kind of a centralized organization yeah. that's kind of helping, and then we have Web three which is very decentralized and it seems like agile is the way to balance that. Mm -hmm. But what what do you guys see for that? Yeah, you hit it on the head. You know, traditional PMOs, right? And decentralization, we 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 want to decentralize, which means we essentially we don't have to, we won't be here, right? You'll have the community members, you'll have uh, those out there in the community doing the work, creating projects, creating these things. But we want to set up a system of of processes and and systems so that we number one can actually get to that point, mm -hmm. um, and that that when we get there, yeah, there's always going to be um, you know, the, the question about what happens to, you know, PMOs long-term and Agile is that balance of Agile will, will morph and, and, and graduate, if you will, into Web3 space. And we're, we feel like we're the, not Sarge and I, but the Globe PMO Alliance, ourselves, I guess ourselves, I'll say nerd, right, with the, the pioneering and blazing the new trail of what does that mean for decentralization of PMOs? Right. Right. And we're still not 100% sure, but we do know that there will always be a need for projects that will come out and then there's, how do we build new projects? And if we're gonna decentralize, there has to be software built in order for that to happen. And there needs to be a system of, of uh, you know, uh, to the chaos yeah. to ensure that actually happens. Right. Right, and and still allow decentralization and, and, and get away from the centralized aspect of a PMO. We're, we're breaking those little pieces up into chunks, if you will. Um, like little shards, spreading those across the globe. There are little pieces of PMO will always be alive and well, just like you're hiding treasure across the globe. Right. Oh, that, that hit me. That hit me. <laughs> the shards got me. I think it's like, a, like an Indiana Jones series, like, yeah. let's go find all the PMO <laughs> diamonds that we, that Sergeant Jordan One thing that's making, that makes our job so much fun and our, our goal so challenging is we work in an environment that is on the bleeding edge, right? Like every day somebody turns a corner like, oh, dude, we could take it that way, too. Right. And building a PMO in an organization that is on the, the bleeding edge of technology like that and in a startup environment where we're we have other startups in our ecosystem that we're building a PMO in a startup for startups in a technology that's on the bleeding edge is is just fascinating. Yeah. Being able to because we are we're PMO's process. We're. No, this is the most efficient way to do this and do that and run a project or build an initiative. And to do that in a way that multiple teams can take that general process, those those guardrails, as it were. And for some of those teams, it's a six-lane highway, right? right? The guardrails are so far out, you set your own processes within this and others. They're a small country road, just stick to the plan, you're going to be okay. Right, yeah. And to build those processes that are scalable and modifiable by the customer. Yeah. I think a lot of people too, like what, I mean, yeah, well, but what is a PMO? Like, what do you guys do? Yeah. Like that sounds like a cool one liner and a, something that I have no idea what it means. You know, I remember working with the Air Force and I heard all these acronyms and if you ever worked with the Air Force, you have books and books of acronyms. And yes, I think it's important for, <laughs> I still don't know them all, but um, we, we talk like it, we know exactly what that means, but I, I think it's important for folks to understand what you know, we do, right? Right. It's, you know, we do processes, we do efficiency rates. Like mm -hmm. for example, we will look at projects and we'll, we'll identify quickly with data, 
what is inefficient, where are bottlenecks, why they are, and how much is costing our organization with time, money, resources, assets, you name it, and how do we remove that? How do we ensure that we don't make the same mistakes twice? How, what processes are we going to put in place? How are we doing A-B testing? Yeah, so let's um, let's talk about that real fast. So for, for the average viewer who isn't really familiar with project management, I mean, this, this works in all kinds of aspects, you know, from supply chain to mm -hmm. software to anything else, you know, uh, product creation, things like that. So, so for you guys, in in the name of software project management, what is basically like a, a normal flow for your yeah. week or two weeks? So, look at. I'll start with the traditional project management, like you said, supply chain or even construction or healthcare, right? In traditional. You would build what you call like a work, work breakdown structure where I know all the tasks. It's very repeatable. It's something we do over and over and over again. I need to order materials for a construction project. I know it's six months out. I need three months of lead time. So you plan what we call a Gantt chart, right, of things, of motions that have to happen in transactional order in order for that to happen. So it's it, And it's repeatable for the most part. There are some... There's some adjustments and some some uh, some things that are, that are that are nuances, but for the most part, that's very traditional. Mm -hmm. For us here on a week-to-week -week basis, we we follow a software development lifecycle where there is a lot of initiation and planning and, and and validation that we're building the right thing, and then we it comes into what we call the engine, right, of execution, and that's what we do the best at is executing, where we get these ideas that are already fully flushed. I know that customers want this. I have validation that customers want this. I have data to prove it. Uh, my mom will use it. My grandma will use it, right? Whoever, we know for a fact that this is something that is our customers want to go to market. And project, PMO, when can I get it now? Right. Right, and we've already, well, well great. Well, based off of what you're telling me and what our teams have already been able to accomplish, now you're going to plug into our engine of execution, you know, get on the, get on the boat or the engine, the choo-choo train, whatever you want to call it, and then we will be able to tell you with almost 80% certainty of when we're going to deliver that at what cost. Right. And that to me, us, is the most important thing is, you know, working in the Air Force, working here is how long is it going to take me and how much is it going to cost, right, to, to get this said thing. And, you know, within the Agile and Web3 space, Sergeant is working on an initiative right now that's really going to propel us into a into that space um, of understanding our cost a whole lot more, but using in a decentralized way, right? And what does that mean? And um, But our, our stakeholders are people who are paying for these things. And they want to know when things are going to be delivered. Everyone wants to know when it's going to be done. Right. Just tell me it's going to be done. And we don't like to give dates. Like, oh, Friday at 4 p.m., we give launch windows because uh, there's uncertainty in any project, and we have to plan for risks. We mm -hmm. have to plan for new regulations with, I don't know, we're in crypto. Everybody heard of the SEC? Everybody know who Gary Gensler uh, is? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you keep Our viewers do. Okay, good. Yeah. So, We've you know, been talking about it for so, a bit. So Gary, you know, Gary, so we, we have to, we, we're taking our project management and applying risk to the SEC, applying risk to blockchain projects and how uh, these are not repeatable things. We have never done this before right. and that's why we are the this is a trailblazing effort within web3 blockchain pmos traditional agile they're all going to come together and have a baby right yeah um yeah so you guys uh, traditionally or at least in this role there are there are um kind of prescriptive software that a lot of people use your your jiras your mm -hmm. however sure. however you want to do it do you see a shift in that type of software in this role as, as far as Web3 goes? Like, is there a, a decentralized version of, of Jira, for instance? I like to think that Jira is actually quite decentralized. Jira is fairly democratic, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, you can really 
a, the the open source part of it where you can bring in other people's apps and right. and affect your workflow um, definitely lends itself to that, right? Yeah. Jira is, so yeah, we use Jira. I, I love Jira. I love Atlassian products. Um, it can get you in trouble real, real fast if you don't know what you're doing. Um, sure. Yeah. But at least, it, at least in our realm, it, Jira for us, even in Web3 and Agile and, and decentralization, like it's been the best tool for us to be decentralized with all the different plugins. We've built our own plugins mm -hmm. to, to do what our PMO is trying to do because uh, it doesn't exist in the marketplace. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like what it look like in five years, how, does, how do PMOs operate in transition? It's gonna be a very interesting like landscape in my opinion. Like we could be using a combination of of a lot of new tech on the blockchain to manage projects, even right, right. right? And and to manage scope on the blockchain. What does it look like? How does that work? I don't know yet, yeah. right? But those are things that yeah, hundred percent we're thinking about. Are any of the custom things that you guys have built uh, for Jira something that you're uh, considering releasing and, and selling on the Jira marketplace for other? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's dope. Um, all right, I have a I have a fun question. What do you guys think of the phrase centralized to decentralize? Centralized? Oh, we're we're doing it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that's yeah, it's exactly, exactly what we're doing. that's the point. So as, uh, yeah, we mentioned this a minute ago. Like, we have to. Uh, what does Project Man look like in in the, in the Web three space and decentralized? Because PMOs are very centralized. They have processes. They have tools that you have to follow. Templates very centralized. But you have to do that in order to, to have projects that can be decentralized. If not. You can't start the other way around. Right. You can't decentralize, right. decentralize. That won't work. That's yeah. just a massive right. loss. <laughs> right. We believe in organization. Like at my house, I've got a my wife doesn't like this, but I got a Kanban board in my house. And <laughs> even when I excellent. even when I when I when I moved, um, I put a she she loved this actually. I had a Kanban board. So PMO you, and project management is this way of life in, yeah. in our in our in our view. Yeah. Um, whoever doesn't think that way is wrong. So you have um, a, a a moving Kanban yeah. I moved I moved I moved locations to where I live now, and I had a nice little Kanban board with epics and initiatives for each epic was a room. Yeah, and yeah, I had no, some of my wife certain areas of, of my house <laughs> and good. to do and in progress, and I had to make her accountable for things that weren't packed in time because moving was coming a certain day. We had to be out and You're I said, inside look. inside the machine now, folks. Yeah, yeah. so it, I said, honey, if you don't deliver on your commitments of <laughs> packaging these boxes up in said oh. playroom, um, we are not going to meet my deadline of moving out of the house that by is, this date. That's a great way to hold her accountable. And, oh, you know, very not happy lady as well. I, I held her accountable for about 38 minutes. Yeah. And, 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 and then I had to pretty much take over and do it for her. But yeah. I assume you still followed the the plan though. Completed oh, hundred percent. We, yeah. we were yeah. ahead of schedule yeah. on time. Uh, I, we were ahead of schedule under budget. Right. Actually, so that's <laughs> um, the beauty. You know, you can shift with priority changes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shift with priority changes. No. The agile just, household. Yeah. I gave my son exactly. one too. He's four at the time, and he didn't do a good job. And I don't know how to make him accountable, but yeah. But no, there's there's a lot of things that we do in our lives that are. It's interesting. It's <laughs> organized. Like you talk to any project manager. One of the things that are really good at is organization. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm really weird, but I, I go and I, when I drive by neighborhoods, I look at people's garages because I want to see I their I do too, actually, for the same reason. I yeah. want to see exactly. how they've organized yeah. and how efficient they are yeah. with their space. And my, I have a man cave in my garage. I, it's epoxy floor. It's organized to the T, every tool in the right spot, right? <laughs> I have. Yeah. I go to my neighbor's garages. Yeah. I walk in there and I just sit silent for about thirty to forty seconds, and they know what I'm doing. <laughs> and they say, "Like you're judging me, aren't you?" And I said, "I'm having anxiety right now of, of what is going <laughs> the on in, in here." The past. I'm now exactly. dealing with like this needs to go here. That needs. To go, I need to leave. Yeah. Um, 
but I'll slow down and watch. And it's just interesting, like that it's what we do and we bring that to the work. And that's why we're so passionate about what we do. Like it's not just, we don't come to work and go home and forget about it. Like we, the way we organize our lives, I'm not saying go community, go out and combo on your spouse or something right. other into like right. moving or don't do that. But um, unless you do, unless you do, yeah. if you do, I got some stuff for goes. you. Please leave some yeah. comments. Please leave uh, me some comments. Been doing I have this. a template for you that yeah. works. That sounds um, great. But it's a way of life. Yeah. So your PNP, um, yes. did you do that after school or in school? When did I do that? I did that. Uh, I, yeah, I tacked on the end of my MBA. Okay. Actually. okay. 1936. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I typed my final thesis on a. Okay. That's that. So for people that are like interested in this, you know, in in the project management space, what's the what's the best pathway? I've seen a lot of different pathways, just with the people I work with. For for Agile specifically, there's a Agile Certified Practitioner certification, mm -hmm. and LinkedIn LinkedIn Learning is has a fantastic course. For, oh really? For that yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh, 22 hour long videos or something like that, and it, it satisfies all your requirements. Not that I'm plugging them specifically, right, but, but so when I when I received my uh, ACP, my Agile Certified Practitioner, that's the way I went, and it was it was pretty efficient. That's awesome. PMPs typically, I don't see too much online, but they're more classroom. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. PMP, like, I don't want to get roasted on this one, but hey, here we are. <laughs> um, I actually never got my PMP, just to be fully transparent. Yeah. I, I, PMP is interesting. Um, the PMBOK guide is, is actually, half of it is now agile based. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think PMP is great, and there's a very traditional way of doing project management again, but. Yeah. Again, there's a new disruptive way of doing project management that I don't think there's a certification that now that exists. Maybe we're working on something like that. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not going right. to spill beans. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, there's the Agile Certified Practitioner is a great one. Obviously, there's a ton of the Agile courses out there. The Global Alliance, Global PMO Alliance has certifications around this. Um, but it's it's certifications are great. But getting like getting into the actual work and actually understanding what tools you have in your back pocket with this, with those certs or the education is important, uh, always important. I, I'm huge in education. Sarge and I both have done this for a long time and got our education in it. But as we get into it, it's let's take that thing that we learned in this book on that page and apply it with that right. book over no, yeah, here, exactly. and and it it it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I have, uh, my software team has been chugging along for two weeks with the absence of our project manager. Oh, how's that and going? It has been very painful. I've just kind of filled it in uh, for now. Uh, we ended a sprint today and we we completed all of that and I was just like, hey, let's uh, let's do the retro when he's back. <laughs> let's just <laughs> go through the rest of the ceremonies. It, so it, I think what you, meant, you, you bring up an important topic, right? I think people don't realize PMOs are actually undervalued in certain in the industry, and, I'd and, agree. and they don't know what. And that's that's really the fault of like Sarge and I myself. Like then that's why we, we wanted to chat and I talk. What are these things? Like, what do they do? They're undervalued, and, and the the value that they have is really huge. Yeah, and you don't really realize what they do until you don't have a project manager or a PMO or processes. You have. Uh, it can be done, but it's very very hard to organize. We limped through standard. it because we had process. You know, we've been we've been doing our, our ceremonies. We've been checking in with each other, making sure we're and we've we've made it through this time. But um, just having someone move the team through with you, you know, because a lot of the time my focus is elsewhere. You know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to do that other part where I I have these ideas on what people are going to use. Yeah. And so like, let's get down, 
get that down the pipe. And then also, how are you guys doing building all yeah, this? You, yeah, it's like it's like the analogy. You ever tried to herd cats yes. in a field? So, so what we do is herding do. cats, and then we, we try to, you know, maybe sometimes baptize them. You ever tried right. to baptize a cat? <laughs> doesn't work. I actually never tried that, by the way, <laughs> or herding cats. But we herd, it's, it's chaos. There's a lot of times it's chaos, new technology, changing priorities. It's it's always on the fly, and we have to organize the chaos and, and stay calm in the storm. Yeah. And sometimes when you don't have that, that, that organization or someone who can help, like you said, drive the needle, you can get shifted to the left or the right and like, oh, come back, please. And, yeah. and so that that's the value that you don't realize you don't have until it's not there. Yeah. You have um, project managers. You have agile project managers. What's Scrum? What's Scrum? What's Scrum? Yeah. And the Agilists will turn over to their grave. I've, yeah. I've said this yeah. multiple times. <laughs> um, you know, we I don't believe in... <laughs> and really, what's the difference? This yeah, is, yeah, maybe yeah. that's better. That's better to put what's that. What's the difference? Scrum masters, right? What What is Scrum? Scrum is a, is a is a methodology in agile. How you how you do work. It's the most common, popular uh, software development agile uh, method out there uh, to date. Um, but it, it's 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 a way. You know, we have we have Scrum masters of Scrum that handle the work that comes in increment sprints. Right, two week sprints. Scrum master is involved in charge of ensuring that sprints are there. You know, their daily stand-ups, their sprint plannings about what we're going to do in the next two weeks, right? In conjunction with the product owner mm-hmm. and the development team. So development team, scrum master, and product owner are involved. And there's certain roles that they all play, and they do scrum. They two-week increments. And they, hey, what worked, what didn't, what do we do better every two weeks? So you continuously adapt and innovate. Um, and then there's project management, who, which is... Again, wh- when is it going to be done? I want to know what's going to be done. What What are my risks? What are my resources? Who do I have? What's my capacity? Um, and we are marrying those two, right? We, our project managers are agile project right. managers. I'd, right. Sarge is not just a scrum master or, or our project manager. They don't just do scrum. They're required to, but you need to put on your project management hat too because you've got to figure out what risks you have. How? Yeah. When are you going to deliver? What's it going to cost? Yeah. If you don't do this, what does that mean? What are your scenarios, right? And so you... you you can't just do Scrum, in my opinion, and, and be successful in launching projects. Yeah, if that makes sense. Sure. You agree with that? I do. I absolutely do. Scrum's all about breaking. Project management is here's this thing, here's the problem we're trying to solve, and here's the solution we're working towards. That's project management, right? And all the, the thousand different steps along the way, right? Scrum is about the same exact thing. What problem are we trying to solve? Okay, there's our solution to it, but can we deliver that in little pieces? Mm-hmm. And you break the delivery of those little pieces up into small increments, sprints, crumbs. one crumbs, right? Shards, shards, shards out <laughs> in the universe, <laughs> we're gonna, right? Or, or whatever. We're going to bury these treasures. But yeah, so that, that's the difference, right? Yeah. Project's about the thing. Scrum's about the putting the know. little pieces of value out yeah. along the way. That makes sense. It sounds like um, we're going to be competing for sound here pretty soon with whatever's going on in the event behind us. Oh, so, yeah. um, in closing, is there any last messages you guys want to get out? Um, you know, we're the last message is we, we're putting together some really cool things in the, this quarter and Q4 into what the PMO is going to be doing and how we're going to be leveraging the disruptive PMO outside of NERD and other ecosystems and certifications and what does that mean and and, and and partnering up with other entities around around the community here and globally with how we're really going about and attacking it. So, um, you know, 
we'd love to chat with anybody about hey i've i've got an issue how do you how would you solve this or we'd love to talk to you about Mm. we're you know we're going to be doing things here in our office with with pmos uh long term and we'd love to chat with folks about it and you reach us linkedin here on the on the on the the stream or or anywhere else but pmos are here to stay uh, we'll make sure that we yeah. have your LinkedIn links yeah. uh, in the in the content. Sure. Um, how about you? Uh, I would just leave you with one thing. If you're interested in project management, go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, no, he's right. This is a good and, analogy. And pay attention to what yeah. you're doing. It's all about what problem I try, am I trying to solve. I'm hungry. Someone else is hungry. I have a goal that I'm working towards, and I break it down into little steps, and then there's a process to it. I can do it different the next time. So right. go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And last thing I'll say, um, based off what this is jotted in my memory here, but when you do project management, it's not just a, a, a job, it's in your daily life. Just coming to work, anything that you do, you have yeah, to think right. about your next steps. And, oh, I'm dependent on my driver's license to actually go anywhere. That is a dependency. Right, right. I'm dependent on gasoline to make my car right. run. Air and tires. Air and tires. Everything yeah. that you do is... Yeah. Because you guys, you're all project managers at heart. Here's, so, here's my question. Absolutely. So I, uh, my wife and I have had this conversation a few times, but I'm curious about your answer because you are in project management, and so you have a plan. How far into the future do you see <laughs> in your life normally? Like three months, six months? That's one of my wife's like, biggest complaints about me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. will you stop and just smell the roses? It's like, no, I need to. I'm personally um, – with work or uh, personal life, I'm 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 ten to fifteen years out mm-hmm. right now, with, yeah. and I'm I have things in motion right now to get there. And yeah. you know, for projects, that's a little different, right? And in a work setting, because uh, right. every project is very unique and different. And again, you know, we 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 try to not plan for more than you know a couple of sprints right. because we don't. <laughs> priority change technology right, changes right. regulations change the, the the farther out the plan the less likely it is to go that way correct Absolutely. Yeah. yep yep 100%. that makes sense so how about you how far how far you see as far as i understand like i i thought i could see the end of the day today mm-hmm. until Somebody said, are you busy at 11? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 myself, I try not to, to plan too far out. Yeah. Because it, there's so many factors you have to take into account. Like, is my kid going to, am I going to go home? My kid's going to be sick. Right. Or right. it's raining today. Is there going to be mud all over the floor in the house? Right. I have no idea if I'm going to go see a movie tonight because I don't know what I'm going to run into. Yeah. But I, one thing I do find myself thinking about as a, because maybe because I am a project manager, I see all the risks and all the little side, right? You know, issues that could come up. Okay, well, I'm going to go see a movie tonight. Great. What are the things that could happen to prevent me from doing that? Yeah. So, I, I'm pretty good at two days. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. other than after that, is there's just too many variables for me. One of my daughters, actually, the, <laughs> you've met my daughter. Yeah. Um, she's learning to drive right now. Uh, she's 15 Perfect. years old, Perfect. and uh, we've had a few talks where she's like because um, uh, these days I'll drive on the highway and I'll just like call things out safety things oh, yeah, all of that absolutely. you know and she's gotten to the point where she's like dad I think I'm I think I'm a good driver and I'm like the the thing is you need to worry about other drivers like mm-hmm. your your skill your risk only goes so far and so the the risk mitigation is a thing that I'm, I'm trying to get in her head because it's it's a constant thing right you you always yeah, need absolutely. to be able to entertain 
Cisna showing up and asking you to sit down for right. a podcast. Right, exactly. First always I didn't prepared. plan that very well, sorry. <laughs> always be prepared. Always have so, a jar of peanut butter with you. Well, That'd when you great. guys have something to come tell us at the end of Q4, let's do this again. Oh, uh, it could yeah, be a lot work. sooner than That'd that. Uh, yeah. But excellent. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Let's let's get that out. And then um, if if we have any other forms of communication you guys want to start working on Absolutely. Uh, for, for people, uh, come and find these guys online, uh, David Hall, Jordan Cisna. And, and start asking questions, you'll probably help develop this even faster, so. You'll get non-traditional responses from the both of us. That's oh yeah, perfect, that's sure. what we're here for. All right guys, well thank you so much. Yeah. Viewers, right. thank Thanks, you so much for hanging out and uh, we'll catch you next time.